Some of you know that a few months back, I got a dog. So by virtue of that, one of my hobbies has become dog training. So I have a pretty smart dog. It doesn't take him very long to learn any new task. The constant struggle with him is dealing with distractions. Because when there's zero distractions, he listens immediately and he learns quickly whatever I'm trying to teach him to do. But the moment that there's any distraction around him, it's like I don't exist anymore. And all that matters is whatever has consumed his attention. What I'm supposed to do in training him is I'm supposed to become more interesting to him than a squirrel or than deer poop. So that I become the most important thing to him in his life. Because the goal in having a well-trained dog is that I can have him off leash and when he starts to stray a little bit too far, I can call his name and he'll come running back. Or if he's off and he's going to get into something that's gonna cause him harm, I can say his name and immediately he'll turn away from what might harm him. We're not dogs, we're not sheep, but we are also distracted from the life that we want to live and that we know that we should live. For those of us who have gone really wrong in our life, have made really bad decisions, we, we know that by doing that, we've relied on ourselves and we usually realize far too late how far astray we've gone. That we were needing to hear a voice to call us back much sooner than when we finally realized what we'd done wrong. Because as human beings, we naturally look for a leader. It's the way we're made. It's the way God created us. Because we are dependent on God, we naturally look for a leader in our life. And that struck me when this whole pandemic thing came out. Very quickly, there was a Dr. Dina Hinshaw fan club Facebook page started up because all these people started attaching themselves to her because of her character and the way that she addressed people. They saw in her someone who could lead them and guide them through the uncertainty of what we're living. To the point now where if you go to that Facebook page, there's a logo, there's merchandise that you can buy. They, I think I even read at some point that when this is all said and done, they wanna name a street after her because they're looking for a leader. They're looking for someone that they can attach themselves to, to lead them and guide them through. And this is what Jesus is talking to us about when he's saying, I am the good shepherd. The shepherd is the leader of the sheep. He's the one that helps and knows better than the sheep themselves how to navigate life. And so he knows them, he calls them by name, and they know his voice. And in that relationship, they find a way to live together and the shepherd leads them through life. But in order for that to happen, there's change that needs to happen in us. We hear that in the Acts of the Apostles. When Peter is speaking to the crowds before him on the day of Pentecost, it says in the scriptures, the people heard and were cut to the heart. They just didn't hear these words as more noise, more sound around them, but it actually cut them to the heart. And then Peter says, repent. And the Greek word that's used there, metanoia, means to change your mind, to allow ourselves to have our minds changed. 
Kind of in the same way that with my dog, when he's focused on another dog, he needs to have his mind changed to turn back to me. But for ourselves in our life, if information, if a way of doing things doesn't fit into our narrative or our way of understanding the world, do we let it challenge us? And do we let it change our mind when it needs to, when it's truth? The way that fits into our Christian life is when I look at the teachings of the church and the gospel message, am I tempted to pick and choose what fits with bettering my life, giving me peace, giving me a good perspective, a way to understand what is beyond my comprehension, or a way of navigating suffering? Do I just pick the pieces that fit with my own life narrative? Or do I let the whole message of the gospel and the teaching of the church challenge me and move me to change, to repent in my life? Because those who are listening to Peter on Pentecost Sunday today, when they hear and they're cut to the heart, their response to Peter is, what should we do? They turn to the one who's leading them and say, okay, we're ready to change our minds, we're ready to change our hearts, where do we go? Not, well, yeah, that part sounds nice, I'll take that one and I'll go home and I'll keep living that nice teaching that Jesus is the Savior, but no, to be changed. This is what it takes to hear the leader and to follow the leader that we're given because we naturally look for a leader. Now for you, if you don't feel like you're following someone in your life, then the chances are you're probably following something because we all look for leadership. And what could those somethings be? Our own ego, living out of fear, addiction, a particular ideology in looking at the world, our own desires and passions and letting those dictate which way we go. If it's not a particular person that embodies what we're trying to follow, then we tend to follow something. And that might be more true today than it's ever been because of our skepticism towards leadership in all aspects of life. Who are we following or what are we following because we all naturally look for leadership in our life? Why is that so important in our Christian life? Why is it so important to have this understanding of Jesus as the good shepherd, of Jesus as our leader that we follow? Because it characterizes the whole Christian life. Because Jesus as the good shepherd who knows his sheep and calls them by name it creates an understanding in us of the personal character of our salvation. I think sometimes we have this idea that God is like this CEO of this major corporation, that we know his name and we know he exists, and he has some influence over our life, but we've never really met him. And we don't really think he has direct impact on our day-to-day -day life. God's not a CEO of a major corporation. He knows us by name. He calls us by name and draws us to himself. When Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, it's a reminder to us of the personal character of our faith. 
the personal character of our salvation, of what we celebrate through the Easter season, that we are sons and daughters of God gifted with eternal life. This is what Jesus is trying to remind us of because the leadership of the time tried to claim to be shepherds of the people, but they didn't know the people. They didn't care about the people. They just wanted to exert authority. Jesus calls his sheep by name. So in all that, to me, we can ask ourselves three questions on Good Shepherd Sunday. Who or what is leading me? Who or what is leading me in my life? Because if we're not able to identify it, then we won't know where change needs to happen. Then, do we or can we trust that Jesus has what we need? His promise at the end of the gospel is that we might have life and have it abundantly. Or in the psalm that we know well, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Are we willing, are we able to put our trust that Jesus has what we need. And then, will I let my heart, my mind be changed? Will I really let Jesus lead me? Or do I have the temptation of taking only what is good for me and rejecting the rest? Who or what is leading me? Do I trust that Jesus has what I need? And am I willing to let his voice change my heart and my mind?